Welcome to Coffee and an Interview. I'm Jacqueline Pena, and I'm here today with Jennifer Chapman, the founder of Just Commit Coaching. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jackie, so much for having me. I'm very excited about our conversation, but first, um, can you tell us a little bit about Just Commit Coaching itself? What is this organization? Yeah, so I founded this last year during COVID. I was, well, I thought, what a great time to create this business where I think so many people could use um, a coach. And and I, I pride myself on, on um, really being a, a mindset coach, really focusing on no matter what is going on in your life and and the events and and challenges that may come your way that, because that's going to happen to everybody. It's how do you deal with it? You know, how how are you going to overcome that? Do you want to get back up or are you going to stay down? And I really want to help those people get back up. So it's, it's right now, one-to-one, I could see it evolving in the future as far as, you know, small group coaching and, and potential speaking opportunities and working with companies and businesses where I, I think this could be a valuable resource for their employees and things that they're going through right now when it comes to the mental and emotional health capacity of everybody and where it's at and where it needs to be. It's very interesting. And the, the one-on-one is very powerful. And I love how you help people get up uh, from where they're at and not stay stuck because we go through so much in life and um, we might not know how to move forward and we might stay repeating certain cycles over and over again. There's just so much that happens when we go through a, a major life event. 100%. And, and that's, those are the people that I've definitely met over this last year where they're finally ready to not want to be stuck anymore. And I love that because that's the first, that's the first step is, is knowing is becoming aware. Like this is not, this is no longer working for me. Mm, Very interesting. And so how did you get to this work? I feel like there's a story. There's always (laughs) the power of story. (laughs) (laughs) There certainly is. Um, I'll shorten it. So I, I spent my, most of my career in sales and a few of those years in in a corporate environment, like really hustling and, um, really trying to achieve the most that I could achieve, um, from that, from a, this professional capacity. And I did that in 2016, I was able to hit president's club with this corporate organization, which is the pinnacle in sales. And, as excited as I was, I had also turned 34 in that and mo- you know, within those couple of days that all that had happened. And I had this epiphany, like that I realized my mom was 34 when she passed away. So to step back, I did lose my mom when I was 11 years old. And I only knew up until this very moment that I was 11 years old, but I didn't realize she was 34. And I lost her very suddenly and tragically. Um, and we can talk about that more if you want to, but, but it was really like acknowledging, I still feel so young. I still have so much I want to accomplish and do, and, and let's, let's not waste any time doing it. And then really nine months later, um, life had different plans for me as well. And I, I suffered a life-changing stroke at 34 and, um, went through lots of physical rehab and recovery in the acute setting, learning how to, to walk and 
gained my voice back because I had lost that and the ability to swallow and um, vision loss, which I still have. That's my daily reminder that no one can see, right? Um, but it was really the, the mental and emotional space that I really struggled in. And it wasn't until I hired a life coach that truly everything came full circle for me and I was able to start to heal myself. Wow, 34 is so young. And it was such a dramatic stroke. I mean, you couldn't swallow, you lost your voice, vision, you had to learn to walk. That was a, um, that, that's, I mean, there's no way that can be life-changing at all. How, how did you get here? You did some serious work, I hear, with a coach, but um, it's been a few years. Uh, and and I'm a, let, me, let me stop there because I can keep going. I'm just, I'm just astonished. I'm surprised at just how young you were. Yeah, thank you. I, I honestly, when I, I got to the hospital very quickly and I, they misdiagnosed me because they, they didn't suspect stroke from a 34-year-old. So it definitely took hours and days to really acknowledge that that's what it was and that I had had several clots in my, in my brain and why. And not only that, it took them 18 months after my stroke and me continuously seeing my neurologist and other specialists to rule out how did, what happened? Why did this happen? And that they had found a, um, a dissection, a tear in the artery in the back of my neck, but I still didn't know how I got that. Um, but it was peace of mind to know, okay, we know what caused the stroke was this tear, the clot. Um, but it literally, I can tell you in the last 60 days, I've been working with like a, the non-traditional route in wellness, a holistic route, and they have been able to, in a very short amount of time, tell me how I got the, the tear in my artery. And we can go into that. Um, it, it was, it's high calcium levels is what it is. Um, and that's been taken care of, but no one's been able to put two and two together until literally the last 30 days. Oh my goodness. So that's okay. a lot of information right there. Right. It is, and it's a lot to process. And so high calcium levels, meaning the body producing too much calcium or yes, combined with calcium intake and- Yeah, my body was just producing too much. So a year after my stroke, they, they found that. And I had, I had thyroid surgery to remove part of my thyroid that was producing too much calcium. So that was fixed, but it was like these doctors, these doctors just found a problem and fixed it, but they did not tie it to- High calcium, ultimately, if your body's doing that, it's going to cause your arteries to thin and narrow and cause the tear. That's what happened. Yeah. It's, a, it's a powerful story and it teaches us about uh, pushing hard when it comes to our health and being our, our own best advocates and fighting to get information, but then also empowering yourself through this journey, this very difficult journey. Um, and being able to get to a place where now you can empower others through just commit coaching. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the work that you do? And then we could jump into some things that we could do ourselves to empower ourselves from the lessons we learned from you. But tell us a little bit more about what you do there and just commit coaching. Yeah, it's working with, with like I said, women that that are where I was and want to want to get to a place similar to where I am, where, you know, where you've come to, um, find the purpose in, in these circumstances that happen because there's purpose in all of it. 
and it's wanting to know why, um, right? Just like understanding there was purpose for my losing my mom so young, which is really hard to still say. And it's taken a lot of work to really understand like, yeah, she is, I made it for a reason. I could have very easily not made it through this, this um, severity of the stroke, but she was protecting me and I am now going to pay it forward and honor her legacy while, while serving others that have maybe gone through trauma or grief, you know, in some capacity and have not yet wanted to open that door to what, why is this trying to serve me? You know? And when I worked with my coach, the aha moment was when she asked me, did you ever ask yourself why you, and I was never a girl to ask why me, how could this have happened to me? I've never, I've never said that, but she was just, she looked at me very matter of fact and said, that's because you need to ask yourself, why not you? And I was like, Hmm, that just hit me. That just hit, you know, and it, and it took me a long time to process. Okay. This happened for me. This happened for, for me, a purpose, a reason, what is it, you know? And so now it's, I want to help other people get to that moment where they have their light bulb moment and knowing like, okay, this happened this situation, as hard as it was, there's purpose for it. And now I can come to a place to, to start to heal and embrace this moment and accept, not only accept it, but to embrace it and, and to be able to move forward in a different way and create this, this best new version of yourself, because it's, it's there, it's within you. You just have to want to go deep enough to find it. Mm-hmm. Very powerful. And, and I, I love that you're, you're focusing on finding a purpose and helping people understand that this happened for a reason and, and we need that reason, that purpose, that, and then from there framing our why for us mm-hmm. to be able to move forward. So I think it's a, it's a wonderful approach tied to this notion of purpose and acceptance and understanding the reasons behind um, situations in our lives and, and what we're going to do with this information. How do we move forward with it? Yeah. And I, and I, I do want to say, I think as we may all know, and maybe some of us know better than others, or maybe some of us don't want to know quite yet, but how much like the fear holds us back from wanting to know, you know, the, the ego part of us, um, is trying to keep us safe and protected from wanting to know, but man, once you know how to, to meet that fear part of you, that ego part and understand that it was just, okay, it was here for a purpose, but maybe it wasn't effectively serving me. Now it's time to accept it at this point where I think a lot of us, when we go through trauma or, you know, tragedies, and I think I did for myself, losing my mom at a young age, thinking that I grieved properly, but I actually was just masking it for a very long time by, I was, I was, I was an athlete growing up. So being able to to pick up a tennis racket literally weeks after all this happened and really didn't put it. I played year round for the next seven years. I thought I was handling it well by taking out maybe stress and frustration in playing, but really did I handle it at all? I don't, I don't know if I truly did. And literally until the work I've done in the last couple of years to allow that to process because it all needs to come up and out. And I think a lot of people are scared for that emotion to show up. Right. So they, they resist it, they mask it, they numb it in whatever way that looks for them. And they don't want to face 
that part of them that's going to maybe hurt, but man, once it comes out, you're then able to move forward. Mm-hmm. Fear is very powerful. And, and, and um, I can see why people would be afraid to face some of these things and, and to tackle it. And it, it brings me to an idea we briefly mentioned right before the interview, thinking about all the things we've dealt with and how they've shaped who we are, but we might not realize it because we haven't really faced these things. We're afraid to. Um, we have this concept of healing your inner child that we started talking about. And I, I feel that that's part of that process. We have to be able to go back and look at what happened and, and we have to go back and heal our inner child who, you know, in your case, you were 11. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about this concept and this work that you're doing on healing your inner child? Jackie, it's so powerful. And I can speak to it firsthand and just in the program that I've, I've just been certified in. And we did a lot of coaching with each other as peer coaches in this program. Almost every session, once we've learned about the concept, it's all about, okay, what's, what's maybe alive for you right now? Maybe what's something struggling in your life that's active for you right now. And, and then once that person brings awareness to it, you kind of go, okay, when's the first time you actually were aware of this feeling or this emotion or, you know, this pattern that you have now and more times than not, it's so fascinating to know, like, oh, I was introduced to that way because that's the way my dad used to do things. Or that's the relationship I had with my mom was a challenge or, you know, I, I was shown all the, these ways by the time I was 10 and didn't realize they were like ingrained in me, whether I wanted them to be or not. But now it's, it's then going back and meeting that seven-year-old self or that 10-year-old self and having actual dialogue with, with those parts. And I mean, the, the work I've done with even, let alone myself, but clients up to this point, um, extremely powerful because then you can just finally like accept it and be able to release it um and and then move taking aligned action moving forward whether that's pivoting and doing something different you know and going a different direction than what you were always programmed and trained to do from your past from your from when you were a child it's it's incredible work and i i did that with with the master coach in this program and was able to have dialogue with with my 11 year old self, um, which I had never really done before. And I can tell you it was the most like intense, powerful session I've ever had. Wow. I mean, I, I, I can picture that because losing your mom and how that affected you for so many years and handling it through sports and then mm. not truly facing that and understanding how that shaped you. And then now doing that work, I can imagine how difficult that work is, but how liberating. Yes. I think is what I'm thinking. You know, it's, it's, it, you understand the reason you get your purpose from there. You resolve those issues and emotions to some extent, because there's long-term work to do around there sometimes. And, um, and you can use what you get out of this to keep defining your purpose and where mm. you're going. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of us, it's just something that it's like, what, 
did you not hear growing up? You know, what did, what did this little girl or little boy just need to hear from you and you being able to say that to them and then them being able to receive, like fully receive that and breathe it in is like a transformational moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very powerful. You have me thinking, I, I just, um, I have a lot of work to do myself <laughs> <laughs> on all kinds of, um, things around my childhood and where we show emotions, if we showed emotions, how, you know, alcoholism in the, you know, at home and how you're an alcoholic parent and, uh, you know, the immigration story itself and what you go through um, as a, as a family in the U S when it comes to the immigration story. And there, there are just so many things to look at. And I'm wondering, wow, should this might be some, some deep work for me to do this holiday season (laughs) and then going on beyond, I mean, this whole year, I should say, and going beyond. <laughs> I love it. I invite you to do so for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely need to, to definitely look at, at some of this. Um, you shared some, some great stories and um, some advice already and um, gave me a homework assignment without even knowing it, which is to, to have this conversation with, uh, with the younger version of myself, the mm-hmm. four-year-old and the seven-year-old, you know, those key experiences. Um, do you have any other strategies or advice for us in terms of um, getting us to find our purpose and getting us to uh, reclaim our identity, figure out who we are based on that, and then be able to map a course to our future where we want to go? Mm. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a, a lot a of pressure. Just obviously, I, yeah, I just want to leave a, a, a little nugget or two to, for, for folks to think about. Um, I, th- a thing that I, I've learned through really, it's been a long healing journey, but much more, obviously the last four and a half years, um, no doubt about it is, is really controlling, really controlling what you can control. And, and a huge component of that is your mindset. And, and I've really been focusing on embracing like a warrior mentality versus victim mentality. And I think a lot of, and that, I think that can relate to almost really any situation you're in is, are you going to let the situation control you? Or are you going to take some, some ownership and control over that? Even, even in this last year and a half, are you, are you really, are you going to let COVID control the way you're going to move forward in life? Or, or do you want to, do you want to step up and own it? And, and a, a friend of mine and I, we were chatting recently and the, the phrase that you per, maybe heard recently is it's okay to not be okay. And that's true. But I, w- I would add to that. It's not okay to stay not okay. Mm. So you can certainly have your moment. You can certainly have your, your day, you know, we all have our days, but it's like, how, how long are you going to stay? You know, woe is me, pity me. You know, I don't want to get up today. Like how many days in a row are you going to, are you going to let that happen before you're ready to, to step up and, and maybe even have that conversation with yourself in the mirror? Like, I'm ready today. I love myself today. I'm, I'm going to do everything in my power today to make it, to be the best version I, I can possibly be today. You know, I, I think people and including myself can think that, and that's one thing, but to actually say it out loud, who cares if anyone else hears you No, they're not meant to, it's for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would just invite people to, 
start to reframe their thoughts and not focus on what I can't do or what's impossible versus what, what I'm capable of. What can I do? And it can be something small, but celebrate that each and every day. I, I think you have to, another thing I would add is just celebrating your, your small daily wins because man, those small ones are the big ones these days. I love those. I'm writing these down for myself. Oh, Jackie, I love it. I love it. But I think, um, you know, reframing our thoughts, I think we are pretty negative a lot of times. I'm always thinking about, I can't do this, or I don't know how to do this. And I don't know how many of us really take a moment and say, well, I, I can do this. I know how to do that. Right. And just pointing out those strengths um, and then celebrating our wins of all sizes. I think um, we, we just go, go, go a lot of times, the to-do list, the to-do list, the to-do list. And we don't take time to celebrate the wins unless they're really big ones. Right. And, um, and we lose some great opportunities to celebrate all the other wins. Yeah, I, I, I know we're wrapping up soon probably, but I can just attest to myself, not like not giving myself enough credit for everything I've actually been through and done. And that's what this program has done for me is, is uh, these, these, these human beings that I have sessions with really just hold that space for me and allow me to celebrate myself and be proud of my accomplishments and what I've, what I've overcome. And that's what I want to do for, for people that I work with moving forward is part of a huge part of it is simply holding a safe space for someone to not only let out whatever needs to come up, but like to, to honor yourself and, and celebrate who you are and why you're here. And if you can't even, if you can't do that for yourself today, that's okay. I want to help you find how to do that though, because, you know, so many people look externally for that, that validation and they need someone else to tell them, but ultimately no doubt about it. It is within you. And I just want to help you find it. Thank you. No, it's very powerful and, and we really appreciate it. You, you provided us with some great information to get us thinking about this process of empowering ourselves by understanding the reason behind things, finding our purpose, reclaiming our identity and charting our future, which I, I love that, that phrasing that's on your website. But um, so you gave us, I mean, it's, it's powerful. And, and what we're looking to do is to keep finding ways to empower ourselves to live our best lives possible. And uh, today is the day to start doing some of these things, to celebrate the wins, to, um, to think about things that we can do. I mean, there's just, just reframing how we think and, and, um, and also taking the time out to start processing the concept of healing our inner child and being mm. able to work back to that. Cause I think a lot of times we have to resolve some of that old stuff right. in order to move forward. And um, yeah, because it, it is a part of our identity, but we just haven't properly resolved it or process it. So very powerful advice, Jennifer, thank you for, for sharing that. Um, I know we're, we're wrapping up and I was curious to know if you had any, um, any, uh, um, as we get closer to that, any other thoughts or words of advice or anything to really help us as we chart our future? I mean, 2020 was a struggle. 2021 did not get much better. I, I find that 2021 was much harder actually for many of us. And now 2022, 
I feel 2022 is, is the year to really, really own our identities and mm. really kind of make peace with everything that's happening and find our way forward um, and become empowered in that journey. Um, any, any advice for us as we go on that 2020 uh, empowerment journey? <laughs> I know, right? I, 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 I do think even though 2021 has been just as challenging, if not more so, it's still being able to not let it dictate, you know, how we want, how we want to move forward. Don't let that as huge as it is. And obviously a lot of it we can't control, but there's, there's still enough that you can't control to create who you still want to become. And I just invite people to be resourceful, you know, ask for help, ask for support. Um, ultimately you have to want to do the work on yourself, but find that person that's right for you, whether it's me or someone else. And to, to maybe give you some extra tips or tools to, to try on and see what's going to fit for you and work for you moving forward. Um, I definitely do complimentary clarity calls. So if someone's even just remotely intrigued on what this could look like for them, um, please send them my way. You can email me at jennifer at justcommitcoaching.com. I would love to hear from them, from you, anybody, um, because I want to help you. I want, I want you to know that you, you do have the control to, to make a difference in your own life. If you want, if you want it bad enough, own, own the inner warrior that is inside you. Do not, do not stay a victim. Yeah. I, that, that, that word, honestly makes me cringe a little bit because I was called a stroke victim more than once. And it's like, wait a second, how I'm still here. Like I, I think of victim, meaning you either didn't make it in this life or you've got the victim mentality and you've let, you've let your situation take control over you. And it's time to, to step out of that step, step up and um, make the decision to want to make a huge change in your life. Mm-hmm. Be a warrior. I love yes, that. Yes, yeah. Yes, Jackie. yes be a warrior take control um and i think those are powerful words and for our listeners you just heard jennifer offer um some clarity calls or conversations the resources from this interview including her email address her website and ways to other ways to connect those are all on the resources section of the description for this episode so you could just click on the link or depending on your platform for podcasts, you might have to copy and paste it into the web browser. But check out the resources because um, the website's powerful. And if you want to have a conversation, you have the email there to, to reach out to Jennifer. Jennifer, this has been a very powerful interview. I think um, the timing is right. We've been through a couple of rough years and, uh, you know, as a collective and as individuals, and there's a lot more. It's not just what's been happening these years. It's, it's compounded with other stuff. And now is the time for us to understand the reasons behind things, find that purpose, reclaim our lives, be warriors, don't be victims, and chart that journey for yourselves. Um, empower yourself and continue empowering yourself through that journey. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. And to our listeners, thank you to lis- for listening to this episode Um, Thank you for listening. Check out the resources, just commit coaching and try to find one or two strategies from our conversation today that you might want to try as you create the future version of yourself and, and you go through 2020 
trying to find different ways to empower yourself to get to that destination you're creating for yourself. So definitely check out the resources and, um, and continue listening to our other episodes. Replay this episode if you want to go back and learn more about those strategies and hear it again. And I do invite everyone to also journal through this process. I think a lot of our conversations about understanding things that have happened looking at our purpose, um, healing the inner child. These are great opportunities to journal as well as even reflective journaling at the end of the day, thinking about the, the day's wins. What are your daily wins? Yes. What are the things you can do? These are very positive things to do to continue empowering yourself on your journey. So Jennifer, thank you for all these tips once again and for being a guest on Coffee and Interview. Thanks so much, Jackie.